body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. This is the place where we escape our thoughts of the day, the one just ended, and the one yet to begin. For right now, we're here together, just us. Made possible by Envy Pillow. It's a Canadian-designed ergonomic pillow that cradles your face and aligns your spine and was created by Kathy and Kim, two registered nurses, with your health and the planet in mind. Learn more in the morning at Envy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com. Before we embark on our story, let's do this. Take a few moments to get comfortable in your bed right there. Find that spot on your pillow that makes you feel safe and restful. And take a moment to be thankful for the bed that you are in, the roof above you that keeps you safe, and the blessings that bring us together. Take a deep breath, and as you do, Feel that breath go all the way to your toes. And as you exhale, release any tension in your body. Your arms, your legs, your hips, your neck. Relax your face, your brows, your mouth. Let your jaw fall open just a bit and take in another breath in and out. Let's take our journey to the hut in the forest, a special drift reimagination of an age-old grim fairy tale by Anita Reynolds MacArthur. And if you're ready... We shall drift. A poor woodcutter lived with his wife and three daughters in a tiny cottage burrowed on the edge of a quiet forest. One morning as he was about to head out into the thick wooded area to start his long day's work, he turned to his wife and said, Let my dinner be brought into the forest to me by my eldest daughter, And to ensure she doesn't get lost trying to find me, I will take a bag of millet with me and sprinkle the seeds on the path. When the late afternoon sun was just above the center of the forest, the eldest daughter entered the kitchen to gather food her mother had prepared for her father's supper. She had long hair the color of the blackest raven almond-shaped eyes, the shade of the deepest blue ocean, lips 
the hue of the reddest rose. She set out on her way with a heaping bowl of gazpacho soup, some fresh bread, and a wedge of cheese. All had been placed in a basket woven together by her ever-resourceful mother. The girl followed the trail of seeds very carefully, but to her dismay, the field sparrows and wood sparrows, larks and finches, blackbirds and siskins had picked up the millet long before, and the girl could no longer follow the track. Then, having faith that she would find her father, she went on and on until the sun sank and the darkness of night blanketed the forest. The dense, towering trees loomed high above, their leaves whispering on high. The owls hooted, the frog sang, but she began to be afraid. Then, in the distance up ahead, she saw a light that shone between the trees. Hmm, she thought. There ought to be some people living there who can take me in and offer me shelter for the night. She decided to carefully and ever so quietly find her way toward the light. Before long, she found herself standing in front of a hut. Its windows were all lit up. She knocked, then held her breath as she waited for what might come next. A gruff voice from inside yelled, Come in. The girl pushed on the heavy wooden door. It slowly creaked open, and she hesitantly stepped inside. Just come in, ordered the voice. Her gaze fell upon a gray-haired old man. He was sitting hunched at the kitchen table supporting his long face with both hands, and his white beard fell down over the table almost as far as the ground. By the stove lay three animals, a hen, a rooster, and a spotted cow. The girl told her story to the old man and begged for shelter for the night. The man said, pretty tiny hen, pretty plucky rooster, and pretty spotted cow. What say ye to that? Moo-buck, answered the animals, and that must have meant we are willing, because right then the old man said to the girl with raven hair, Here, you shall have shelter and food. Go to the fire and cook us our supper. The girl found in the kitchen an abundance of food with all the fixings. And so she cooked a good supper for the old man, but gave no thought to the animals. She carried the full dishes and a jug of milk to the table. Next, she seated herself by the old man. She ate and drank to satisfy her own hunger and thirst. When her tummy was full, she looked up from her empty plate and said with a yawn, Now I am tired. 
Where is there a bed which I can lie down upon and sleep? The animals replied in unison, Thou hast eaten with him, thou hast drunk with him, thou hast not thought of us, so find out for thyself where thou shalt sleep tonight. The old man smiled for the first time since the girl had arrived on his doorstep. Just go downstairs, he said in a soft voice, and thou wilt find a room with two beds with a night table between them. Shake up the beds and put white linen on them, and then I too will retire for the evening and rest my weary bones in the other bed. The girl picked up a candle and went downstairs. She placed it on the night table and set to work. When she had shaken the beds and put clean sheets on them, she lay down in one of them. Then she blew out the candle without giving a second thought to the old man. After some time, the old man, candle in hand, went downstairs to find that the girl's light had been snuffed out. He shook his head disapprovingly. He was so old and so frail, yet she had fallen into a deep sleep without any regard to his well-being. He turned and headed back up the staircase. Late that same night, the woodcutter came home and reproached his wife for leaving him to hunger all day. It is not my fault, she replied. The girl went out with your dinner, and she must have lost her way. But she is sure to come back tomorrow. The woodcutter, however, arose before dawn to go into the forest, and requested that the second daughter should take him his dinner that day. I will take a bag of lentils, he said. The beans are larger than millet. The girl will see them better and surely won't lose her way. When the late afternoon sun was just above the center of the forest, the second daughter of their three entered the kitchen to gather food her mother had prepared for her father's supper. She had long hair the color of golden straw almond-shaped eyes, the shade of honey, and lips the hue of the pinkest blossom. She set out on her way with roasted vegetables, some fresh bread, and a wedge of cheese. All had been placed in a new basket, woven together by her ever-resourceful mother. The girl followed the trail of seeds very carefully. But to her dismay, the field sparrows, larks and finches, blackbirds and siskins, had picked up the lentils long before, and the girl could no longer follow the track. She wandered about in the forest until nightfall, and then she too reached the hut that belonged to the old man. She knocked on the heavy wooden door and was told to come inside, just as her older sister had done the day before. She, too, begged for food and a bed. 
the hunched, gray-haired old man with the long, white beard and gruff voice again asked the animals, pretty tiny hen, pretty plucky rooster, pretty spotted cow, what say ye to that? Moo buck, replied the animals in unison. And everything happened just as it had happened the day before. The girl with the golden hair cooked a good meal and ate and drank with the old man. She did not concern herself with the animals. And when she inquired about her bed, the animals replied in unison, Thou hast eaten with him, thou hast drunk with him, thou hast not thought of us. So find out for thyself where thou shalt sleep tonight. The old man smiled for the first time since the girl with golden hair had arrived on his doorstep. Just go downstairs, he said softly, and thou wilt find a room with two beds, with a night table between them. Shake up the beds and put white linen on them, and then I, too, will retire for the evening and rest my weary bones in the other bed. The girl did as she was told. When she was fast asleep downstairs, the old man with his candle in hand went downstairs to find that the girl's candle had been snuffed out. He shook his head disapprovingly. He turned and slowly headed back up the staircase. On the third morning, the woodcutter said to his wife, send our youngest child out with my dinner today. She has always been good at listening and will stay on the right path, unlike her unruly older sisters. The mother was very afraid. She did not want to send her youngest daughter out into the forest since the older daughters had yet to return. Am I to lose my youngest child as well? She said through tears of sorrow. Do not worry, he replied. The girl will not get lost. She's too smart and sensible. Besides, I will take some peas with me and sprinkle them about. They are still larger than lentils and will show her the way. When the late afternoon sun was just above the center of the forest, the youngest daughter entered the kitchen to gather food her mother had prepared for her father's supper. She had long hair the color of deepest mahogany, almond-shaped eyes, the shade of the greenest meadow, and lips the hue of a daintiest blush petal. She set out on her way with savory stew, some fresh bread, and a wedge of cheese. All had been placed in a new basket woven together by her ever-resourceful mother. The girl followed the trail of peas very carefully, but to her dismay, the wood pigeons had picked up most of them long before and the girl could no longer follow the track. She did not know which way to turn. The young girl, barely sixteen, was filled with sadness 
at the thought of disappointing her dear parents, and how her good mother would grieve if she did not find her way home. At long last, when darkness blanketed the forest, she saw the light through the trees. She followed it until she came to the hut in the forest that belonged to the old man. She begged quite politely to be allowed to spend the night there, and the hunched, gray-haired old man with the long, white beard once more asked his animals. Pretty hen, pretty plucky rooster, and pretty spotted cow, what say ye to that? Moo buck, they said in unison. Then the young girl went to the stove where the animals were lying. She knelt down to pet the plucky rooster and tiny hen who were nestled together. She stroked their smooth feathers with one hand, and with her other hand, she caressed the spotted cow on the bridge of her snout. Then she stood back up and made dinner, just as the old man had requested. When she was done preparing a hearty soup, she filled a big bowl with it and placed it upon the table. Then she mustered up the courage to speak to the old man. Am I to eat as much as I want? She asked humbly. And the good animals get nothing to eat? Outside, there is plenty of food for them to eat. I will look after them first. Then the young girl with mahogany hair went outside to gather some barley. She brought in what her hands could hold and made a stew of it for the plucky rooster and the tiny hen. She went back outside to gather a whole armful of sweet-smelling hay. She brought the hay indoors for the spotted cow. I hope you will like it, dear animals, said she. Then she fetched a bucket and went to the well. And you shall quench your thirst with this pail of fresh, cold water. The plucky rooster and the tiny hen jumped onto the edge of the pail and dipped their beaks in. Then they tipped their heads back as birds do when they drink. And the spotted cow also took a hearty slurp. When the animals were all fed and had quenched their thirst, the young girl sat down at the table by the old man and ate what he had left. It was not long before the plucky rooster and the tiny hen began to thrust their heads beneath their wings, and the eyes of the spotted cow likewise began to blink. Perhaps it's time we turn in for the night, suggested the young girl. The hunched, gray-haired old man with the long, white beard once more asked his animals, Pretty tiny hen, pretty plucky rooster, and pretty spotted cow. What say ye to that? Moo buck, answered the animals in unison. Thou hast eaten with us, thou hast drunk with us, thou hast had kind thought for all of us. We wish thee good night. This time the young girl was sent upstairs with a candle 
to light her way. She noticed two beds with a night table between them. She placed the lit candle on the night table and shook the feather beds. She carefully laid clean sheets on them. Then she came back down to help the old man as he made his way to bed. He carefully lay his weary bones on one of the beds. His white beard reached down to his feet. The girl lay down on the other bed, said her prayers, blew out the candle, and fell asleep. The young girl slept fast that night. As dawn broke the next morning, there was such a loud noise in the hut that she almost jumped out of bed. There was a sound of cracking and splitting in every corner of the hut. The doors sprang open and beat against the walls. The beams groaned as if they were being torn out of their joints. It seemed as if the staircase were falling down. And at length, there was a crash, as if the entire roof had fallen in. As quickly as the commotion began, all grew quiet once more. The young girl was not hurt. She thought she must have been dreaming. So she turned over and fell back to sleep. When she woke up a few short hours later to the brilliant sunshine streaming in the bedroom window, she peered around the room and wondered if she might still be dreaming. Everything around her shone with royal splendor. On the walls, golden flowers grew up on a ground of green silk. The bed was of cherry wood and the canopy of red velvet. And on a chair close by was a pair of shoes embroidered with pearls. Three attendants dressed in luxurious style came in and asked what they could do for her to ready her for the day ahead. The young girl looked puzzled. If you will go, she replied, I will get up at once and make ready some soup for the old man. And then I will feed the pretty tiny hen and pretty plucky rooster and the pretty spotted cow. She glanced over to check on the old man in his bed. He, however, was not lying in it. A young man with a mop of thick red hair, lay in his place. The stranger awoke, sat up in bed, and said, I am a king's son, upon whom was cast a spell by a wicked witch who made me to live in this forest as a gray-haired old man. No one was allowed to be with me, except for my three attendants, who took the form of a plucky rooster a tiny hen, and a spotted cow. The spell was not to be broken until a kind girl came to us whose heart was so good that she showed herself full of love. He continued, not only towards humans, but towards animals, and that thou hast done. And thanks to you, at the break of dawn, we were set free and the old hut in the forest 
was changed back again into my royal palace. The king's young son asked the three attendants to set out and fetch the father and mother of the young girl. They deserved to know their daughter was safe and in good hands. But where are my two older sisters? inquired the young girl. They have been kept in the cellar, replied the prince. And tomorrow, after they have greeted your parents, they will be led into the forest by the three attendants, and there your sisters shall live and work until they have grown kinder for they must learn to never leave poor animals to suffer hunger. The prince welcomed the young girl's parents when they arrived at the royal palace. He explained that all three daughters were safe, but that the two older daughters had a few things to learn about compassion and kindness. He then asked for their youngest daughter's hand in marriage, and the parents were invited to live in a wing of the palace for the rest of their days. They graciously accepted the prince's generous offer. Of course, as one would hope, in good time, the older sisters learned the errors of their ways and joined their parents, their sister, and her new husband. And this family, together with the three attendants, lived happily ever after in the palace, the place once known as the hut in the forest. Oh, we love a happy ending. <laughs> now, drift off and sweet dreams. <laughs>